TNDD. I'm your co-host Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. And we're gonna have an episode for you guys. It's getting hot in here because today we're discussing the Magman. Alright. And it's hot and we're gonna go fast. Or at least not as slow as normal, hopefully. We we got we'll stuff. I have a busy week. <laughs> but I'm ready to edit <laughs> some episodes and get these out. I like to say that and this is for you guys as well. I was like, we're going to have episodes out on Sundays. And then I checked our, uh, like, podcast description. And it was like... That's never happened. It says Has every two happened? weeks. And I was just like, ah, then I can put it out whenever I want. Like, about every two weeks. It could be Monday, because that's normally... I edit on Sundays. So, let's kick some butt and talk about the Magnum. Yes. All right. These are on page 212 of the Monster Manual. Um... Magmen, a grinning, mischievous magmen resembles a stumpy humanoid sculpted from a black shell of magma. Even when it isn't ablaze and radiating heat like a bonfire, small jets of flame erupt from its porous skin. So it's it's a little it's a little man on fire. Stumpy humanoid. That's yeah, <laughs> save that one for your enemies. Yes, stumpy. <laughs> stumpy uh, that even hurts. Like mm, he's just stumpy. It's like uh, yes, it's just a mean yes, way to the... describe somebody. <laughs> well, the second paragraph is titled "Summoned Pyromaniacs." So the the hits keep on coming. Uh, Magmans are fire elemental spirits bound into physical forms by magic, and they appear in the material plane only when summoned. They view flammable objects as kindling for a grand conflagration, and only the magical control exerted by their summoners keeps them from setting everything they touch ablaze. Their propensity for fire and havoc makes them ideal for spreading chaos and destruction. A mob of magmans summoned inside a castle can reduce it to a burning shell within minutes. I think I went to high school with one of these guys. Oh, are they in prison now? Because they should be. <laughs> they like fire. Just I know little, that. little arsonists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next paragraph is fiery destruction. So yeah. they've they've got one thing. <laughs> Although it's <laughs> they play to their strengths. Yes, <laughs> it's a good plan. Although its flame is potent, the magman's hard magma shell prevents it from instantly igniting everything it comes into contact with. However, like the fires inside them, bagmen are capricious and unpredictable. Moreover, as, sim- as simple elemental creations, they are oblivious to the harm their native air element causes in the material plane. If it has the opportunity while in service to its master, a magman seeks out areas of great heat, such as forest fires or the bubbling magma of an active volcano. Magnuma. Magnumana. You can't talk. Um, at other times, a magman compulsively loose, loose, looses, not loses, looses fire from its fingertips, delighting in setting objects ablaze. Yeah, def- definitely. Definitely yeah. went to school. <laughs> they, they are small. They are stumpy. They like to set shit on fire. Stumpy that's that's cool. their deal. And are oblivious. <laughs> I'm a little bit like this. I don't know. So y'all have heard the thing that like millennials were at the point where like babies are no longer babies, dogs are babies, and then uh-huh. uh, <laughs> this is weird. Plants are now pets, and yeah. then candles are now plants. It's weird. What? 
It's what? weird. Maybe. It's weird. It's yeah. I haven't heard that last I, one. Yeah. yeah. I don't do candles, but I do know people are obsessed with candles. I like in lighting. In the way that I'm obsessed with plants. I got a degree in chemistry to set stuff on fire. I, I'm that friend, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, yeah. uh, I love lighting things on fire, but the only thing I can do at home is light a candle on fire or the fireplace or my gas furnaces, which is weird because I live in Texas and I never get to use those. So, um, yeah, I love I fire. Had an opportunity last year. I like True. when you get to put stuff in fire and make it different colors. That's the part of chemistry I liked. Uh, the I never did that. You never did. That was my favorite lab to teach because it only took 15 minutes. You're like, look at the light in the ceiling. Now look at it with this refractive lens. Look at this, look at this, look at this. And be like, we're done for the day. Get out. I'm going home. I was a good teacher, I swear. Uh huh. I don't think we did that in... You did that in college lab? That was chemistry. Oh, I taught the lab. I didn't take the lab. That was... um, Yeah. I almost said something mean for that course that I called it, but I will... It was for chem and society, I think. Ah, I'm pretty sure he did that in high school. Yeah, yeah. You're, you when they some... made us take dumb baby chemistry. Right. Magman. <laughs> yes, but I'm Fire. guessing, though, if we were to, say, throw some nice salts at the magman, it would change colors when it burns. Ooh, I hope so. Um, I would like to throw some... <laughs> I would like to take a free action to throw copper salts on the magman, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to have to make an attack roll If for you're that. the DM, you get to decide what happens, That's I guess. That's true. So. I'm going to say chemistry still applies, and he burns either blue <laughs> or green, depending on the copper. Uh, <laughs> it'll be great. All right. I love it. So, magmen are small, elemental, and chaotic neutral. That all that all tracks. Checks out. Yep. Checks out. <laughs> Good. I was gonna be mad if they said stubby humanoid and it was like a large creature. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You done bad. That's small. where they get you. <laughs> uh-huh. They're large and stubby. Hmm. They have an armor class of fourteen. They have nine hit points and a speed of thirty feet. So that's all pretty standard. Um 40? they forty's pretty fast. Thirty. 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 Okay. I, I heard bad. What's rough mm-hmm. is that it's smaller than a dwarf, but can run faster than a dwarf, a gnome, or a halfling. I don't like that. Why is it faster? Ooh. Its legs run a lot faster. He's, he's, he's boosted. chaotic. He's got that firepower. <laughs> um, he's a strength of 7, dex of 15, con of 12, and intelligence of 8. So minus 1 to intelligence, that still tracks. Yep. Uh, wisdom of 11, and a charisma of 10. And he is resistant to uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. So your sword not gonna ain't going to work. The fire. <laughs> it no might... swords, no hammers, all the fun stuff. No shooting it with bows unless they're magical. Yeah, I guess that's piercing, huh? Yes. Um, they are immune to fire damage. What a shock. Go figure. They have a dark vision of 60 feet and a passive perception of 10, and they know the language Ignan? Ignan? Ignan. Ignan? Okay. It is and a. And they are a CR one half. So challenging. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. This makes me wonder is, is there a way to, 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 to remove something's um, immunities from it is there like a spell that removes any immunities maybe that's a dm tip that we can talk about later or something but 
there's one ability that the grave cleric gets. I just, I think it would be interesting for these things that are, like, made out of something, like, made out of fire, to yeah. all of a sudden be able to, like, cast a spell and remove its fire immunity, that's, and all of a sudden it's burning. That's like, cruel, that's terrifying. and I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, I mean, these dudes are super annoying, so. <laughs> they're chaotic neutral, they're not quite evil, so they don't deserve that unless they've done something. Yes. I mean, but they are setting the whole village on fire, so. True, true. Yes, they are. All those All right, and straw roofs. <laughs> fun part. They have a thing called Death Burst. When the magman dies, it explodes in a burst of fire of magma. Each creature within 10 feet must, take a, must make a DC 11 dexterity saving throw, taking 7 2d6 fire damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. Flammable objects that aren't being worn or carried are ignited. They also they also have an ability called Ignited Illumination. As a bonus action, the Magman can set itself ablaze or extinguish its flames. While ablaze, the Magman sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10. This little light of mine. I don't think Jesus would appreciate you <laughs> uh, <laughs> referencing the demon's book from the 80s. <laughs> You're right, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tom, Tom uh, uh, Hanks tried to warn us about it. Yep, that was his first big movie. It was. Know, it was his first leading role, and it's a terrible insane. movie. Yeah, it's yeah, an it amazing movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's Monster, about it's monsters about and mazes. If anybody's watching, not it's not about mental health, which is obviously what's actually going on. But let's get past that, I guess. Uh, definitely the D and D. Yeah, yeah. Monsters and mazes. If anybody needs a horrible evening, uh, so good. <laughs> watch, it, watch, watch it. it. <laughs> okay, we so actions. It. Its action is touch, which oh. is a melee weapon attack. Plus four to hit. Uh, reach five feet. One target does two d six fire damage. If the target is a creature or a flammable object, it ignites. Yep. So you get set on fire. Until a creature takes an action to douse the fire, the target takes 1d6 fire damage at the end of each of its turn. So it touches you, you go ablaze, and you stay ablaze till you do something about it. And that's that's its attack. That's what it's got. So don't let touch. him touch you. No touch. He plays tag, right? Yeah. So like, yes. Well, that would be fun. If you have like a whole bunch of them and they're all just playing tag with each other, and then... Oh. oh, hey, you're around. You're going to play with us. Tag. Whoosh. I could just see them kind of like, you know, like those dramatic scenes where people are like walking through and they're like got their fingers through a curtain or whatever, or like a grass field. Or, what's that movie <laughs> yeah, where just... like there's a woman walking through a gl- grass field of wheat or whatever, touching it? It's like 300 or something like that. I don't remember. Probably. Uh, but uh, imagine like you just swap in a magman and they're just standing there. They light their hands on fire and just run through a field dramatically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the cor- all the corn's on fire. <laughs> you hear popping in the background. It's popping corn. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alrighty. So these things as a challenge one and a half are going to be the minions, right? Unless the party's yep. higher level, right? So two of these would suck to try to take on as low-level party members. If you're level ones and a low-level, or just a few members, it's going to be a little hard. Uh, but as these are conjured, this is something that would definitely be pulled by a bigger guy who's trying to cause problems. Um, 
I like the idea of like setting it loose in a castle and just letting it burn. Um, I can see this as like a you tick somebody off and they're gonna set everything you love on fire. Great way to use this. They conjure the magmans to do it. Um, I was gonna say this would also probably be a really good creature that just kind of leaks out of a um, elemental plane portal. Some of those are kind of found on the material plane where at specific times. So like it just kind of steps out and be like. I'm ready to set shit on fire. Yeah. I, I had a thought of, of uh, they may be useful as somebody who's trying to control a town. Yep. Like, if you've got a town with mostly wooden houses and you have some yeah. summoner that's wanting to control that town, this is the threat that he yeah. he carries. I can see that as easily as, like, hey, you live in a mining town and you're mining, or excuse me, a, a, not a foraging town. What is it where you take Farming? Work? You take wood. Farming? Forestry? Forestry town. Yeah, like you produce a lot of wood. Logging? Logging. Logging. Thank you. I was cu- I was drawing lumbering. So. <laughs> lumbering is... is <laughs> mode of walking. It's, yep, yep. <laughs> so lumbering. Yeah, uh, so lumber and logging. Uh, if they were to uh, like have that town, you could just hold it hostage. Like, I'm going to burn all your goods up. So you can have them pass through like a small village or not a village or town through it and just say like, everything's built of wood. Uh, I need all of your lumber. I now run this town. And so you could have like the bad guy is like this fire casting wizard or whatever you want to do. And then, or somebody from the elemental plane, not a gin, very high level. There are fire gins. Mm-mm. They're called a freets. Don't, those are not for high levels. I think they have like a CR of like eight to begin with. Um, but you have somebody who can conjure these little buddies up and throw them around the city and they're just kind of walking around town and you have to set it up as the players have to be very careful because if they don't kill them really quickly, which they have about eight, nine hit points, it shouldn't be too terribly hard. So you have to like sneak up on them and get them out, but you have to be careful. And I would use this. This is the fun part. Don't tell the party they explode. Well, yeah, no, of course not. Let them find that out on their own. So, like, they kill one in an alley between two wooden homes that happen to be ten feet apart, and a death blows, or death bursts, and it sets these two houses on fire. And now the party's got to figure shit out. And so, and the the person who summoned them might be like, oh, shit, I didn't tell them to do that. What's going on? Oh, nobody, they know not to attack them. And then the party comes in like valiant little heroes and starts setting shit on fire? Um, that that would do it i would say it would be fun to kind of mess with this in terms of like oh yeah i drown it like if you have some water spells you can probably hit it it doesn't say it takes damage from water i would say however if you were to like dm i I would give it like yeah you have some type of impact on it uh as the dm flavor is important so if your players say i'm gonna cast create water and hit it you might knock its fire out for like a round where it can't really touch an attack. Like give it some flavor as a DM, be creative with it. Especially if your players are being creative, help them out with that as well. Joel yeah. will say it has no yeah. effect. Like maybe they I feel like he's he's small and you don't want him to blow up. I feel like when you like catch a spider in the house and you you put the glass jar over him and yeah. slide something underneath and <laughs> take him somewhere else. <laughs> Definitely would like, set oh. that something underneath on fire though. Just don't put wood under Well it. yeah, it's yeah. gotta be like it's gotta be resilient, but yes. So small still technically takes up a five by five square on a map. It's really weird. Right. It's not till you get to tiny that it halves that. Right, so right. It's still pretty big and still a little terrifying. I, yeah, I see this as like the town is being held hostage. You saw my dog, didn't you? 
Yeah. I did. Yeah. Cooper. He's walking in the background, being his own self. Uh, so, yeah. Not barking. He's not barking. Like a good boy. Yes, he is. He's being very good. Um, so, I think that would be a good use. Hold the town hostage. Uh, I will say, in terms of taking him out, a low-level party without magical weapons is going to have a hard time. He has damage resistance. So, if the group goes in and... and tries to hit him with like a basic sword, they might not get nine damage on the first run because it has half that. So, very fun to do. I like the ignited illumination. I would thought, like, there's this, like, really dramatic wizard who's really high level who just summons these things to light candles. That would be hilarious. <laughs> well, I figured to to, that they would be this one standing around his uh, in his castle. Yeah. And, like, when he comes into a room, instead of his motion sensor, he's got his little... <laughs> and they all <laughs> have, like, really professional fine names like it's not their names it's the names they give him it's very inappropriate but he's just like charles if you will and charles goes <laughs> and then starts to light up and give light in a room that would be hilarious <laughs> thank you charles. That'd be great. uh and then when it's late at night and he doesn't want a person in the room he's like charles if you would and he just goes over and grabs all the wicks in a candle chandelier and then raises it into the ceiling <laughs> It would work fine. Well, but him him grabbing the wicks would uh would light the wicks. Yeah, that's what he was. He's lighting the wicks so he can Oh, leave. okay. Yeah. Putting gotcha, them out's gotcha. a different story. You can't do that. Once they're lit, yeah, somebody else has got to put them out. So yep. I like this little magnum. I like his little creepy grin. Uh, if you were to describe him, how would you do so? What's he look like? Oh, oh geez, God. she had her I, I had she a had sticky, had a sticky note, note over his face. I'm so just now, now just seeing his it. face. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like a I'd almost describe it as like a Goblin, but That's like the exact jack- word I was going to work. Jack o' lantern esque face, where like the hair is fire and its eyes are glowing and its mouth is glowing. It's like a hard magma exterior, right? So kind of rock, but kind of melty. Yeah, and he's got a Kendall situation going on. Does have a Kendall situation happening? I don't understand why they gave him a little nubbin for his junk. Like they could have just made that. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of drippy. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, magma drippy. It's definitely like three dimensional that they added a little bit there to be like, yeah, this dude fucks. Like I don't understand why they. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's always got a burning sensation. Oh no, that's how you get chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. No wonder he wants to set everything on fire. No wonder his face looks so bad. (laughs) Everything hurts. Uh, All right, Thomas. Charles doesn't hurt when you pee. Oh, sorry. Zach is not ready to move on to the burning pee jokes. We have so many. We were were trying to keep this show a a little shorter. This episode show. Whatever. Same difference. All right, so the item I have is the bag of tricks. It's a wondrous item, and it's uncommon. Uh, This ordinary bag made from gray, rust, or tan cloth appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of a small, fuzzy object. The bag weighs a half pound. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. Uh, you'll want to look in the monster manual for the creature's statistics. The creature vanishes on the next dawn or when it is reduced to zero hit points. The creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn, or to give it general orders, such as uh, to attack your enemies. 
In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. Once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, the bag can't be used again until the next dawn. But, like, three little animal friends a day. Does it say, it says their size, or what What are the options for your animals here? And what page is this on? Oh, yes, excuse me. This is page 154 in the in the Dungeons Master's Guide. Heck yes. Dungeons Master's Guides, yes. All right, so we have, so for options, and I'm just going to, uh, each of the bags has a different set of eight animals. Yes. Depending on its color. Yep. Depending on its color. So the gray bag uh, on a one, you get a weasel. On a two, you get a giant rat. On a three, you get a badger. On a four, you get a boar. On a five, a panther. A six, a giant badger. A seven is a dire wolf. And an eight is a giant elk. And you get three of these a day? You get three, three of, these of these a day. What rarity is this item? Uh, uncommon. No, it's not. It's uncommon. This should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of this item, I take it. I, I'm thinking of the one there was in Dungeons and Daddies. I think they had like a similar thing that just throws frogs. It's like a bag I of frogs. I thought one of them could conjure animals. Uh, I think it was like a bag of frogs and then one of them could speak with animals. And they had to talk to uh, the frogs. Maybe that's what it was. I, I remember lots remember. of bats. I don't remember. It was either bats or frogs. One of the two. I can't remember. Oh, uh, there definitely are bats. Yeah, yeah. bats become the whole thing. So that's the gray bag. That's the lowest level oh bag. Oh my god. Yeah, that one's that one's the weakest. And I would say. And it ends in a dire wolf. A giant elk. Which a, elk are already really fucking big. Yeah, dire wolf. How is big seven is a giant elk? Her, well, you have the monster manual in front of you. It's in the back. Okay, whatever. That's big. It's a. I didn't, it wasn't a real question. And it's mean. They're tough. The rust bag, uh, you get a, a rat on a one, an owl on a two, a mastiff on a three, a goat for four, a giant goat for five, a giant boar for six, a lion for seven, and a brown bear for eight. Zach is stunned. Just the look on his face is sheer stun. If you could roll, like, three very large creatures out of this... You are one a druid now. It happens. So uh huh. Yep. I'm just a druid. Yep. All right. And then the tan bag. On a one, you get a jackal. On a two, you get an ape. A three is a baboon. A four is an axe beak, which I don't know what that is. It's a bird with an axe for a face. Nice. <laughs> a five is a black bear. A six is a giant weasel. A seven is a giant hyena. And an eight is a tiger. That is wild. That is wild. <laughs> three, three a day, and they don't disappear until Darn. a day later, or they all go to zero. They go to zero health. I would start every morning with, "What are we getting today, guys?" And just like, uh-huh, yeah. "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Uh, you are uh, a traveling well, circus. Yeah, well, and there's only eight of them total. So, like, if you use uh, this every day, you're gonna have all eight of them, and they'll just you just name them, right? And they'll be your friends. Yeah. It, it's kind of like having. A random familiar every day. Every of the day. Of the, and yes. Yeah, that would be great. I love it. I want 12. <laughs> Bags? Yes. Oh, jeez. Does it say I it s- requires attunement? No. Mm-mm. Wondrous item? Uncommon. You could be... Okay, think of this. Think of this. <laughs> <laughs> you could be your own traveling circus. 
Yes. Yeah. Because they, they also do what you say. Yeah. So you could have um uh you could have like five bags on you and just be like, Wah! and just start throwing animals out of it. What? What are we gonna have today? What do we do? What's the show today? Every day the show's different. The thought I have of this is there was a um, this is something at the Ren Fair in Texas. I don't know if y'all ever went to one. Um, <sighs> I see pictures from it all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's one called Cirque de Suer. It is hilarious. I like the lady. She's very funny. She does like uh, stretches or like movements and stuff, but she has rats who do like tricks and everything and has them like <laughs> going through stuff like she'll stand on her hands and the rats will climb to her feet they're really good rats so i just kind of like to imagine like that's the show you get when you pull the rats and then it just changes from that point the downside is is you will have to provide your own like circus equipment and like a tent but other than that the animals are covered and you're not violating any rules because they just disappear uh-huh they're they're magic no, animals magic animals it's not a now boost. now they will if they do not have orders they will act in a fashion appropriate to their nature yeah. so that's you gotta keep a, a a tight leash on them i guess yeah. you gotta keep yeah. giving commands but you're a circus ringleader so you always got commands you're ready yep no whips if yep. you have a whip you're a bad person uh, nope. All right. They don't need whips. They just need words. Whips and words. I mean, some yep. people enjoy whips. It's fine. Don't yuck anybody's yum, as you've said. <laughs> yeah, this axe beak thing is basically like a fucking emu, but with an axe for a beak. Yes. It is. I bet it literally says it has a nasty disposition. It does double damage to Australians. I mean, if your face was an axe, you'd probably have a nasty disposition, yeah. too. How do you eat? Just cutting fruit like carefully, carefully hits the ground constantly, cutting fruit in half. Okay, uh, I'm gonna look up your question for our tip of the day. Um, so you asked whether or not you can avoid somebody's invulnerability, immunity, immunity, invulnerability, resistances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only thing I could think of, and if anybody else has a recommendation for this. Um, there's an option, a second level cleric for grave clerics is called Path to the Grave. As an action, uh, you choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you, cursing it until the end of your next turn. The next time you or an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of the attacks and damage, and then the curse ends. Yeah, okay. So it's... But that's... Yeah, so it technically, I would roll that as a DM. That gives you um, normal damage. It does not double it. It just gives right. you normal damage. Right. Okay. That would make you be able to hit a Magman with fire. Yeah, attack. it would at least take fire damage at that point. But no self-harm there. I wouldn't say self-harm because they're not in, well, I mean, they are on fire. But they're not attacking. You're, they're not being attacked. Well, you or you're an ally of yours hits the cursed creature. So no, it, you have to right. physically hurt it. Um, so, but it only lasts for one hit. It lasts per turn, but once a creature hits it, that doubles the damage. So, if you are a player, and you have a Grave Cleric, and, just to throw this out here, a Rogue on the team, um, uh-huh. not to min-max, but I'm gonna be bad for this, um, if that Grave Cleric gives you that vulnerability, and you're also doing, uh, Sneak Attack, it, it, it quadruples all those die. It just doubles it. So whatever you rolled from all of your sneak attack, double dice, and everything is now doubled at the end because of vulnerability. Assuming they don't already have like a resistance or immunity to it. That's for a resistance. I would say if it's immunity, I don't think you can really 
It has vulnerability. So, huh. I would say it's a curse. Screw it. I would say if you put vulnerability of a specific type on a creature, you would negate their racial features. Or uh, uh, creature features. Creature features. All right. Well, with that, we now know a way to really ruin somebody's days with the path to the grave. That all rhymed. And I don't know why. Um, I'm sorry you had to listen to that. You're just... Apparently, two in the afternoon, three, three in the afternoon. This is my is your stride. Spot. I woke yeah, up yeah. at one thirty, so oh, one forty-five. Oh my! Oh my. We've been me? up since seven. I think yeah. seven. You're moving. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> right. Fair. I'm gonna put an. Ex- yep. I, I'm gonna put some exercise equipment in my house and use it to hang up clothes. It's gonna be great. Ah, yeah. That's. We have a plan to do that too. Yeah. When you move, yep. I... It. It will be far from our clothes, though, so... Yeah. Well, but it'll be in between our clothes and the laundry room. Oh, yeah. Laundry we'll in the garage. We'll see how that goes. Mm, it's currently in my garage, so I need to move it. Alrighty, well, do you guys have anything to plug or suggestions or questions? Or, hey, check us out online? All I've got is a YouTube channel. You haven't plugged that. I'm impressed. I'm surprised you haven't said anything yet. It's fine. It's, it's not fine. about the indie. It's nowhere close. It has nothing to do with this if, show. If you also like drones, check out Bone Bear's YouTube Bone channel. Bone Bear FPV, yeah. Is that what it's called? It's Bone Bear FPV, yeah. For first person view. I don't do that boring flying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to watch it. Unless you get motion sickness, then it is not your cup of tea. And then it can be real fun. It's real fun as long as whatever you have covering your face for that view is not covering your mouth. That's an important step. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I rode a I played a VR game where you like fly ship and shoot stuff. I lasted two minutes before I was like, I am going to throw up in my own lap. Uh, see, I like nope. I'd be down to try some of that stuff. Because, so, like, the FPV stuff is not immersive. Like, like, uh, because it doesn't, it's still like a screen in front of your face. It's not rendered in a way to make it feel like you're actually three-dimensional. I'm sure at some point maybe it'll get there. Yeah. But I still fly on an analog signal, so. Yeah, you still have to have, you never have a 3D camera to do that, so. So you, when yes. you move your head around, it does extra things. They're getting smaller. You could do that eventually. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And you guys could engage with me and sometimes Zach on the Instagram. Yeah, if you comment, that's so- when I get alerts that somebody's made a post or comment. So I always go in and respond. So if you're looking to reach out to us, ping us and we'll come in. Let us know if you have any monster yes. recommendations or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Tips and tricks yeah. how to deal I've, with the player. I've looked at Instagram on Adrian's phone, but like she's shown me stuff on Instagram. That's that's my experience with Instagram. There you go. It's great. You it's, my, it. it's my favorite. It's the only one I know how to use. I'm not great with Twitter. I like that we're all supposed to be like professional and have like established online presences as like scientists. What? But no, no, what? No. Nobody, wait. What? I'm so bad at Twitter. I'm really bad at Nobody Twitter. Nobody told too. me this. If anybody could teach Pins. us how to use Twitter in a professional manner, let us know. Ping us. <laughs> We're a D&D podcast. Yeah. All right. Say bye. 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 I don't know how the song goes.